Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. We're singing about uh, another in the fire, and then uh, we have the awesome word that comes out of that, and then we're singing about how Jesus changes everything, and then we get another awesome word about how Jesus has changed a situation, right? Like, I know there was more to your word, but that went with what was speaking to my heart. So, um, like, I'm standing up here, and I'm just like, okay, Jesus, whatever. Like, I just want to be able to go with Holy Spirit, like, no matter what. Even though I thought it was going one way, something else happens. And then Danny prays for me, and it was a great prayer. Like, just receive whatever the Lord saith to you right now and just bring what he's giving. And I was like, man, you don't even know. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, Jesus, you're called an audible. I get it. So where are we going? Then my wife whispers something to me that goes right along with what the Lord's speaking to me. Then the word comes, and it goes right along. Like, are you seeing the pattern here? Like, Jesus gets it, right? He's a genius. He's a genius. He's got this thing nailed down if we would just be surrendered to his will, to his desire. Like, that's what his will is. His will is his desire. Like, he wants his... (coughs) Our job is to glorify him in everything that we do. And his will is that we're able to do that, right? So when we're singing about the fire, and then uh, I think about something that just random that I'd heard about this thing. Imagine being threatened with being tossed into a fire. But you are so convinced of who Jesus is that it doesn't even phase you. The word says that they, like, he's like, hey, I'm going to toss you into the furnace. And they're like, what's your fire to do us, O king? Like, we, we serve a living God. And whether we're here or whether we go, our God is God. And we're not going to uh, kneel to something that's not our God. Do you know why he didn't put the fire out? You ever thought about it? Like he's Jesus, he's God, he could just put the fire out. You ever think about why he didn't just put the fire out? It would have been honoring the fire. He would have been honoring the fire if he had put it out. Because he's greater. If he's just going to put the fire out, then he's just going to honor the fire. And then you just expect him every time to put the fire out. I love him. (laughs) He's so good. (coughs) So what did he do? He changed the situation. Like, he changes everything. So if he changes everything, we go back and we think about the fire. He changed what a fire does in that moment. So much so that they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. Like, he didn't, he didn't honor the fire. He didn't say there was anything to the fire. His people even answered, what's your fire? What's your fire to us, O king? They didn't honor the fire. 
they weren't in fear of the fire. And, and, and even more, like when they get tossed in, the people that are tossing them in get burned to death. So how did they get in there? If they open the door and the people are burned to death and they still end up in the fire, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, really. Daniel in the lion's den. Ridiculous. He's in there with hungry lions, but he comes out without a scratch. And those lions, like, just let me tell you, those lions knew what to do when somebody was tossed in. It wasn't like they, they try to figure out, like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Like cats we see now, you know, pat it around a little, play with it a little, see what's going to happen. No, they knew what to do. They knew it was time for business when something was tossed in there for them. think we've probably honored the fire for way too long we've probably been fearful fearful of the fire for way too long afraid of what it might cost us afraid of what it might mean for our lives i just want to come on hands right now He changed a bunch of fishermen, a bunch of stinky fishermen <laughs> that all they knew was pulling in nets, cleaning fish, taking them to sell. They weren't the best people in the world. They weren't the most attractive people in the world. They didn't have it all together. They had struggles, I'm sure, in their life. But he took fishermen, regular, just regular people, and he changed everything from there he took something this is so good he took something that meant shame that meant embarrassment that meant everything lowly and disgusting and deplorable that you could even think of in that time it's called a cross and he changed that to a place of rejoicing and redemption buying back like like <clears throat> he took a death sentence and he changed it to life <laughs> oh my god he's taken everything that should have took everything in my life and he changed the situation completely, completely to life, to everything for him. Everything that came my way to rip me and tear me apart from him, he has turned to good. And he's put that in our lives as power for us that we don't have to fear the fire. Does that make sense? Or are we getting it? Yeah? So if I give the fire power, what happens? You get burned, but you're in fear. 
you're in fear. How hard is it to come out of fear of something? How, how hard is it to come away from something that you're so afraid of that you can't, like it keeps you up at night, it sends you into tremors, it sends you into just spiraling into everything bad that could possibly happen. How hard is it to come out of that? Almost impossible. Except for Jesus. Because he doesn't honor whatever you're going through. He honors what he put in your heart. So it... <clears throat> Do you know why his name has so much power? Like the name of Jesus, we sung about the name of Jesus. We, we repeat the name of Jesus. We, we call the name of Jesus over everything that's in our lives that we want to change, right? Do you know why his name has that much power? It's because of the integrity of his word. Because his word is true. Because he honors his word even above his own name. By the integrity of his word, his name has power. So how do we give something that has that much integrity a lower place than a minuscule fire? So if we're going through our life and we're honoring the fire and we're not honoring the spirit of the Lord that's supposed to be in us, then what power could we possibly have in a moment of a raging fire coming our way? What should we honor? The Lord, His Word, His Spirit, His integrity, His honesty, His truth. If I, if I were to say to anybody in here, does the Lord lie? What's the answer going to be? No, no. If if I if I oh okay <clears throat> okay so if I have a situation come my way and I have the spirit of the living God in me and I know that there's no way that that situation changes my father then why do we let the situation change us to change who we are right. The answer is pretty simple why we let that happen. It's because we haven't died. Because we haven't died to self. We haven't died. To, I ain't even read the Bible yet. Like, just hear my heart right here, right now, because, like, I mean, we have such a grace that we're able to step into with the Lord. Like, like okay. We're saved by grace through faith. Right? All right? So, so if we're saved by grace, then grace empowers us to be what we never could have been on our own. Right? So if we have this tremendous grace that we can step into, why do we kind of skirt around it? Like, I'm just going to keep it right here where it's safe, where I don't have to stretch myself too much where I don't have to think too much. I'm just going to keep this. It's kind of like trying to herd cats. You ever try to herd cats? It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible 
to step into his grace and it not change everything about who you are. It's impossible to just try and stay close to grace and think that grace is just going to abundantly overflow your life, right? So we have to step into grace because grace empowers us to change. It's his grace. It's his loving kindness. It's his joy. It's his peace that he wants us to display to the world. So just being really real, really real. <clears throat> Most people that are not in church are not in church because church people hurt them some way, some way and somehow. Because church people think they've got it figured out and they think that they are the authority of the Lord in somebody else's life and they can condemn for whatever's going on and they completely forget about the grace that's in their lives that's supposed to be empowering them to see other people for how Jesus sees people. All right? Nobody on this planet is restricted from the grace of the Lord unless they choose to be restricted from the grace of the Lord. Like you said, choosing. Like it get, We talk about all the time giving it a path right don't give it a path don't don't give it a path because it's meant to separate you from the love of the father right so if we can't be separated from the love of the father in any other way than if we give place for that to come in right so we've got grace and we've got love that no man no woman could ever display properly like Jesus did and does and still does. Like we can't, we can't display it ever like he's displayed it. Yet he said, follow me. So if he says, follow me, and then he saves us by grace through faith, then we're empowered to change. What are we supposed to change into? The image of Jesus. So if we're changing into the image of Jesus, yet we're offended and discouraged and hurt in every step of our life, except for when we're in the church building, then what are we doing? Faking it till we make it. Right, Eddie? Ah, uh -huh, I caught you. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> it's so funny. <coughs> so if I look at somebody outside of how Jesus sees them. And let, let's think about this for a second, okay? Like, walk with me here through this thought process. The Lord created Adam. Was it because he was bored? Was it because he just wanted to see if he could do it? No. What was it for? His image. His image and his likeness. And what was the purpose for Adam's life? To, to be that image and to produce and reproduce that image across the world so that God's glory, his image, could be over the whole face of the earth. Right? So if we're 
if we're there, like he's created Adam for purpose, then Adam jacked it all up for everybody, and we were all born into Adam, into selfishness, self-centeredness, where it's all about us, all about self-protect, self-motive, self-everything. We must be born again into what? The original purpose for our lives. To have the image and the likeness of the Father on us and in us and work through us to cover the face of the earth. Yet, 75% of Christians are discouraged and depressed It, it doesn't make sense to me now. Before, I'd have been like, I'd have been the whole fake it till you make it thing. I'm going to look good in church. I'm going to look good while I'm in front of church people. And then I'm going to go back to just being hurt and discouraged and dishonoring and everything else terrible that I was in my life. Then this thing happened. This grace came. And I skirted it, man. I was like, I don't know about this. I'm kind of scared of this. I don't know, like, what's this going to cost me? What's this going to be? And I found out what it cost me. It cost me what I was never meant to be to start with. It cost me Adam and being born into Adam. That's what it cost me. The thing that I was never created for. The thing that I was never supposed to honor which was the fire of selfishness. Does that make sense? I had no idea. Like Jesus, he just brings stuff around. Like, it's so good. It's so good. If we honor the fire of selfishness and self-centeredness and self-motives over everything that Jesus intended us to be, then we're never going to be more than Adam, the fallen man. But if, if we step into this grace and we think about this love that he's come to love us with and we step into that thing that transforms us from what we were never meant to be, that's what it cost you. It cost you what you were never meant to be. And we step into what we were always created to be. We step into the image and the likeness of the Father and we work inside of that grace and we can change every situation. Doesn't mean the fire's put out. The fire's not put out because that would be honoring the fire. But if we honor the grace, if we honor the spirit that lives within us, we honor that, then we see because of the word of the Lord that he can't lie and it has this much integrity, even more than his name. If we see all of that, then what? Is your fire to us, O King? What is, what, like, seriously? I surrendered everything to the Lord probably only five years ago or six years ago, just before we got married. So six years ago, I guess. And I said, I'm, uh, Lord, whatever you say. Like, I want to know you. I want to be whatever it is that you've called me to be. 
I want to walk out whatever you've designed for my life to walk out. And there's something that just happened to where I don't, I look at people now, and, and I'm telling you, like, I was not a nice person, okay? Like, I'm glad nobody here's got to see that guy because that guy was a prick. That guy was mean. Is that a bad word? Kind of. Sorry. <laughs> hey, truth hurts, right? That's what I was. I was I was mean. I was heartless. I was... Whew. And now, when I see people, I'm like, man, Jesus has so much purpose for that person. They have so much potential in their value. Their value is so high because he created them for so much more than they've ever stepped into, than they've ever lived for. So working inside of that grace, with that spirit, we're able to see miraculous things happen that we can't even explain. Can't even explain, can't even begin to even think, imagine how the Lord just loops everything together and brings everything in. If we just surrender and we say, Jesus, I'm going to live in this grace, and I'm just going to trust you. That's, that's why I say, like, I rarely know what I'm doing. Just like today, I, I have no idea. I rarely ever know what I'm doing. I just go with Holy Spirit. I still have a job. I still have to pay, you know, pay bills. I, I still have things that I want to be able to do in this life. But if any of that separates me from the grace that I'm walking in right now, I don't want anything to do with it because I see clearly now that I was never meant for any of the other stuff. Here's the great news. It's not just for me. I, I'm telling you about me because I'm me and I've lived me and I know me. But it's all for everybody here. So, just random testimony of praying for a lady in a restaurant. Not the one that got put on Facebook. It's different. I just see the lady and I see her walking and, and we're eating and I'm like, man, I, I think we gotta pray for that lady. Like I feel like something's wrong with her back. We gotta pray for her. That's me. I'm I'm just like, hey, come here. She comes over. I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you and we're supposed to pray for you and something about your back. She's like, Well yeah, my back does hurt. And then she stepped back and she leaned up against the wall. Did you see her face? Like it was so crazy. She said, my husband just had back surgery. And he's at home, like it's in pain, and he's laid up. And I'm like, man, Jesus, you're so good. Like I'd never had any idea of anything. And then we get to pray for two people in one spot. That's walking in the grace that the Lord has provided for us. And what we're willing to step into, what we're willing to die to, what we're willing to live for, is everything in his grace, everything in his love, everything in his image, everything that has anything to do with the Father, I'm in. I want it. I want it, and I go after it. There's a stigma in, in some churches, and I'm not saying it's here. There's a stigma in some churches where they just don't feel like they're worthy enough to step into what Jesus has for them. And they're absolutely right. Apart from Jesus, you're not worthy. But with Jesus, 
dying, living to him. That grace on you, man, his spirit in you, you can live up to everything because he's making you worthy. His grace is transforming you. His grace is changing everything about your vision, everything about your thoughts, everything about your heart, everything about your walk. He's changing every bit of it if you're dying to all the other stuff. If you're stepping into what he has for you, then all that other stuff is dying because you can't bring that with you. That can't come with you. That has to die. And you have to put that off, just like the word says, you put off the old and you put on the new. So like you're taking that off and you're stepping out of that and then you're stepping into whatever he has and whatever he is and you're putting that on and you're suiting that up. And then you're walking with the power and the integrity of the word and the name of the Father. Yeah? That's so good, we're just going to stop right there. Worship team, if you would, please. I'm going to ask you to do something really weird and awkward <laughs> because it's, it's just application. So the gospel is alive. The gospel is active. It's a living thing. So if you want to live in his grace, if you want to die to all that stuff that just eats you alive at night, and you want to live to freedom, the freedom of the Holy Spirit, I want you to stand up, and I want you to take off the old, and I want you to step out of it, and I want you to come up here, and I want you to put on the new, and I want you to step into that. Now listen. It's a growing thing. The Word says we're growing up into Christ, into that mature man or woman, into that that He has for us. So I want you to just be obedient. If it's, I, if, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But you're never going to live otherwise without the Spirit and the power of the Lord. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.